This week, we've got another acquisition to discuss, more Star Wars games, and so much more. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, and with me is a man whose last three console purchases were a Switch, Wii U, and Game Boy SP, so you could say he's a bit of a Nintendo fanboy. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, who is Nintendo going to buy? Um, I, um, <laughs> Konami. Is that, the one people, is that the one people are gaslit about? <laughs> um... Maybe. Who makes um? Who makes just got Capcom? They're gonna buy Capcom. Capcom, yes. Been seeing Capcom's name floating around. A good, a good bit. How you doing? Yeah, life hits you hard. I went from like not playing a Nintendo console other than the 3DS in the past ten years to like having them all and mm-hmm. only playing them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, life's been good. Um, we have a pretty meaty episode, so I'm going to stay quick. I don't have a whole lot to talk about uh, for myself from a gaming front. Um, but I need to say that I am incredibly proud of my wife, Justine, because Aww. she did something that would probably give me nightmares. Um, and the completionist in me is just wildly proud, but also like a little um intimidated because i think she's coming from my place in the world as far as completionists go (laughs) oh no i'm scared (laughs) (laughs) it's it's impressive um so she 100 percented i I think it's new super mario bros you whichever like the main super mario bros on the switch is Mm -hmm. like the 2d she fucking 100 percented it got like every single one of the secret coins basically beat the game six times and it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's partially the reason why I haven't played Metroid Dread since I've had it, except for like the first couple hours that I played it when she wasn't home. Mm-hmm. But she has been just like playing it nonstop, takes it to work and plays it on breaks. Love it. And 100% of it. And it's just crazy. And now she's going through and doing the Luigi side, which is slightly different, I guess. This also scares me. Because the only way I can 100% Mario is if Shelby and I fumble our way through it and lift each other up and jump and do a jump off of a jump to get the secret coins. Otherwise, I have no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that is wildly impressive. I think anybody who can do the, the, mas- the mastery of those types of games, like... I think that's really impressive. It's like one of the like, gaming things I wish I was good at is like platformers and like the intense platformers at that, that have like the, Oh, you're already good at it, but now you have to be even better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wow. That's wildly impressive. It's, she is such like an old school gamer. It's so funny because like the only console that her family ever really had was the SNES mm-hmm. and um, the Wii. Mm-hmm. and like her and her family so there's kind of a lineage here 
her parents used to like play the SNES. Like after they put the kids to bed, like that's what they would do. They'd stay up and and play that and Adorable. find all the secrets and such. So then they passed that on to at least Justine and her brother. I don't know if her other two sisters really got into it either. But Mario is like all she knows. So she knows like what to look for mm-hmm. for like secret entrances and stuff like that. And it's nuts. That is. Yeah. And also if you if you like if you one of your main consoles was an SNES growing up and you're like our age, like you're gonna just naturally be good at fucking terribly hard games because that mm-hmm. was that entire like all old games are is just brutally hard because they're realistically only like six hours of content but it takes you 30 to 100 because you die and die and die and die and then you have to start over all of a sudden and then you die and die and die like you know what i mean and it's like so you have to get like so like finite and like perfect with every little thing you do they're a different level let me tell you she's so we were on kind of like a mini vacation this week, which we did play one, two switch at she redeemed herself and didn't do eight shots of tequila. <laughs> um, and honestly probably beat me at most games. Uh Oh, um, yeah, scary. So this isn't a drinking game anymore. Just in case we ever play again with Justine and Shelby. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but she, she was telling me she beat Mario and all that. And she's like, I guess I'm going to move on to Metroid Dread next. And I was like, don't you dare. (laughs) I was like, if you beat Metroid Dread before me, I'm going to be angry. (laughs) I will be distraught. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I told her she can do Super Metroid. She can play Metroid Fusion if she wants. Any other Metroid game I have. Mm -hmm. But let me have Dread. I love that she's got this, like, hunger for games. This is awesome. She plays more than I do. Yeah. Sounds like ever it. since we got the switch, we're already at the point where we're like, well, shit, I guess I have to buy a switch now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She probably plays. She probably has more hours playing video games than I do right now. It's nuts. She should be on the podcast. Not me. I'm just a poser. OK, well, take take the time. Go get her and I'll talk to you next week. Maybe. All right. <laughs> Good seeing you, everyone. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. Um, Justine congratulations great stuff you can move on to your part okay, i'm just okay. thinking about the fact that my wife plays more video games than i do <laughs> um okay well uh i won't yeah i i on the other hand have played so many video games over the past two weeks because we didn't do this last week having alex on. how many video games so many video games um but one thing that I thought would be fun in place of me talking about all those games is talking about my PlayStation wrap-up um, that PlayStation so kindly does to let me know how much of a fucking loser I am. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm just going to go through the things that I thought were uh, just like the most fun. I love looking at like stats and, and stuff like that. So I love that they keep this all together. And the one thing I'm going to remind you is that I uh leave my playstation on a lot you know while i work and hop into games and whatnot so some of these numbers are very 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 ugly um and not all that true 
And I'm just saying that as a cover up for the fact that the first thing is last year I played for 3,797 total hours. Hold on, I'm doing math. Go ahead. Hold on, I'm finding my calculator. <laughs> what was it? 3,797 hours. Okay. But, but like, you'll, you know, you'll see. Um, what did you do? Did you do how many days that is? That's about 158 days if I'm rounding down. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Half a year for those of you keeping track of home. <laughs> right. Which I'll get to in a second. Um, they did a total hours breakdown, which was neat um, because uh, it only tracked your time, I believe, on a PS5. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Um but they do a breakdown of how much of your total playtime was on PS5 titles and then how much of it was on PS4 titles. Um, so 2,296 of my 3,797, so 60% of my time played uh, was on PS5 titles um, and 40% was on PS4 titles. And then 3,678... 97% of my time played was all locally and by myself. And then 119, uh, 119 hours were online. Um, this was also good for 339. I, I turned my PlayStation on 339 of the days in the year. What were you doing for those other... <laughs> Two weeks. Two um, weeks, yeah. One week was... Uh, around the holidays um so didn't get a ton of gaming in them and then the other week was just i guess intermittently sprinkled throughout the year i don't know <laughs> just days you went to church probably yeah it was the seven the other seven days were the days i went to church probably travel days if i didn't immediately get to wherever like get at home or get back up here or didn't really go anywhere else last year that's not true. Think... I spent a, I spent a week in Florida, so that would have been that would have been the other, the other one. <laughs> well, that answers my question then. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, in 2021, I played 60 games. Um, but some of that was that it. Uh, you know, PlayStation Plus games and just like opening them, testing them out, and then deciding whether or not I was going to play them. All right, so this is where like it helps. The craziness. Uh, Fifteen or one thousand five hundred and forty-seven of my hours were in MLB The Show. Mm -hmm. So, what's that? Like forty percent of my total time played was in right. was in just MLB The Show. So that's what I was talking about. Like, I leave my PlayStation on and like I'll play a game here and there, but so much of my actual one thousand five hundred and forty-seven hours in the show was spent in menus or pause screens or whatever. Um, and the rest was city skylines. And then, and then I shit you not, city skylines cracks my top five because I played it for 165 hours, which was just leaving it on <laughs> to get that stupid fucking trophy. Oh my god! That's um, so funny. Persona Five was it was my second most played, and that was 260 hours, and that was probably pretty close to like a true, like. That was your actual second most. Mm -hmm. So that's like, did you like just get that game at the end of the year? 
No, no. That was um. Oh, okay. That was like one of the first games I think I played. Uh, it might have been like halfway through the year. I can't remember honestly. That's true. I guess. I guess you played that one, and you're like, "Shit, these games are good." And then you got the rest of them for Vita or yep, whatever. Yep. Um. So that's probably pretty close to like an actual like amount I would sink into a typical game because Assassin's Creed Valhalla was right after that, and that was 257 hours. So they were off by three hours, um, which I thought was just interesting. interesting. Yeah. And so again, like as just... someone who works in data, I can think of many reasons as to why that would happen. And a lazy analyst is the answer. <laughs> I speak from experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just love this so much. The last thing is uh, the total number of trophies I earned was 1,666. Got the devil's number in there. Nice. Um, 34 of which were platinum, so 2%. Jeez. Um, and then... Only 14 better than last year. Only 14 well, better than last year. Yep. Jeez. Um, how will I top it in the year of our Lord 2022? I just won't. 14 less. Yeah, probably. Um, you're gonna get four. You're gonna get what? What was it? 34 achieve. Uh, 34 trophies. You'll get 34 achievements because you're gonna get an Xbox. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, just think about it this way. Instead of paying $70 for the cuck of a console that is a PS5, mm -hmm. you could spend $300 on a Series S mm -hmm. and $10 a month on Game Pass, and then you get MLB for free mm -hmm. or included in the price. Right. Sure. I can't. It's not the same. I've gotten achievements on an Xbox before. It's just not the same. I agree. <laughs> but you... It, you Cost effectiveness, you, yes. Yeah, sure. and you get jaded to it. Right, okay. Every, well, time I, every time I get an achievement, it's like, well, at least I didn't pay for this achievement. I had a, I had a quarter-life crisis where I started buying up Pokemon games. So clearly I don't care about spending money for happiness in terms of buying... I like to call it a half-life crisis, <laughs> mid-life crisis. <laughs> I hope that wasn't my midlife crisis. I think for my midlife crisis, not till I get too off topic, um, but I think for my midlife crisis, I'm going to buy an Xbox. That's oh, yeah. when, that's when you'll really know that uh oh, the times they are changing. He's becoming too frugal. <laughs> um, I probably will get an Xbox this year. Um, you're not wrong about that, but. It won't be, I, it, I, I won't be playing games for just, it won't be the same, you know? You know. I, I feel you. I'm probably going to get a PS5 this year so I can play the next Halo game. <laughs> I, I hate you so much. Because um, I forced sideways. Yeah, because you forced sake. Look, I'm keeping us on the clock here. You are. So is that what we want to start with? We want to start with the big news? Yeah, let's let's start with the $3.8 billion elephant in the room. Okay, and then we can... That's smart, because if need be, we can always cut. Um, yeah, so uh, clearly, uh, PlayStation, Jim Ryan, was shitting his pants uh, at the Activision Blizzard acquisition that Microsoft made, um, which was 69 billion 69. thank you 
Thank you. What was it, 68.7 technically? Yeah, everyone's either rounding down to 68 or rounding up to 70. No, call it what it is. Call it 69. Nice. Yeah. Sheesh. Just call it 68.7. Like, how, why? Why do you have to round that? Or, Less syllables. I don't know. Call it 69. It's hilarious. Yes, exactly. Um, so I'm sure, sir, I'm sure Jim was, you know, freaking out, sweating. But, oh, what's this? A phone call? Uh, hey, Jim, it's me, head of Bungie, whose name I don't know. Uh buy us and jim said okay and that mm-hmm. is how it went and that's how this happened overnight this is that's how acquisitions happen um mm-hmm. and this was very clearly uh their attempt at firing back by spending four four billion four billion just call it 69 <laughs> they spent 69 they spent 65 billion less <laughs> and yes. this was their Milady, we're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, that was everybody's first um, uh, reaction. Was like, oh, this was clearly, this was clearly a, an attempt to get back at Microsoft. We're um, gonna sleep with their first girlfriend. Yes. Uh, no. Um, I'll, I'll, I saw Alana Pierce tweet it. Um, many others in the industry tweeted it. Like, we all need to take a minute it sucks that these happen so close together because of course that's what everybody's gonna think although if anything if this would have happened months down the line people would have definitely been saying it so like whatever um but these things take time they don't just take two weeks if anything i'm sure i'm sure playstation well let me ask you this before we get into it would you rather be first to break the news and then be and then be like completely trounced by the fact that microsoft again spent 69 billion or would you rather come out second and it looks like <laughs> this is your reaction to it? Like, are you know that's what people are going to say? Which would you rather have? Like, do you think do you think Sony's like kicking themselves because they like couldn't get it like together quick enough to be able to announce it before the the Activision Blizzard thing or when they saw the Activision Blizzard thing get announced? Or do you think like at the end of the day, who fucking cares? Uh, I think this is the better situation because like regardless of how much money spent was spent it's what people are talking about now mm-hmm. oh yeah so, so i think you know yeah who fucking cares is my is my personal <laughs> right <laughs> opinion on it but like from sony's perspective like yeah i would i would rather the news come out later i mean destiny 2 is a huge game mm-hmm. um and it's funny because i've been following on, on twitter today and just like trying to get opinions and you know seeing the the xbox fanboys being like oh yeah we got activision like take that playstation fans and now they're just like well destiny wasn't even that good oh of course and i i don't know i I like destiny and i remember it like i remember everyone loving destiny and then destiny 2 came out so like naturally you just move on to the new thing Mm -hmm. it's all very frustrating i i hate i hate gamers i hate them so much i hate Mm -hmm. the fanboys they're the vocal minority in all of this because there are so many people who look at this shit and go i don't care or they or in like the case of like the bethesda thing or something like that if you're like really into bethesda and you're on playstation like you probably are shitting your pants at seeing that news but you don't take to twitter and every time and you put on 
post notifications for the counter console and then each time they tweet you are the first to comment saying other console better like i can't fucking stand it that this is the the like landscape of of gaming and gaming media is just people constantly it's a dick measuring contest and for whatever reason people forget to measure nintendo's Mm -hmm. very frustrating and it was frustrating with all of the terrible takes i was seeing like the worst place to be uh, i haven't even gone there since this acquisition but the worst place after the whole microsoft activision thing was the playstation subreddit because oh my god people who clearly were regretting the the status purchase of a playstation is all it was they did not buy a playstation for any other reason than it's it's like an apple product effectively like it's just what everybody else does so i'm gonna do it and then they were kicking themselves because the only thing they play on there is call of duty and they were like worried effectively and it's just so frustrating because like there are so many people who like I mean, we've talked about it. There's so many reasons to buy an Xbox over a PlayStation. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, the main reason I buy a PlayStation is, like, I still think the exclusive... And I, to this to this day, after the ac- acquisition of, like, Activision Blizzard and everything, I still think PlayStation has the better exclusives. And that's more so what I care about. And if you take, a, I, if you take away a multiplayer game, like, oh, like, oh, I don't get to play Halo. Oh, I don't care. Like... So I don't need mm-hmm. that. Like I don't need an Xbox for that. And if they were taking away Call of Duty, which they aren't, but if they were, I don't care. I don't. I don't play it. So like, it, PlayStation's still going to be the better console choice for me in that regard. But yeah, I, I and this is coming from someone who is primarily an Xbox gamer right now. Like, I stand by what I say probably every week on this podcast. PlayStation has better exclusives for me. Mm-hmm. Um. I like story-based games. I like linear games, and Sony kind of checks those boxes. Right. Um, there are, and the only two franchises that I think like are better are Forza. Like I like Forza more than Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. and I like Halo. Well, I like Killzone a lot, but I think they're pretty much done with Killzone. Yeah, Gorilla since they've got Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't think Sony has anything to compete with Halo. Right. I mean, now they might with Destiny, but I don't think Destiny's necessarily trying to be Halo. No, definitely not. Um, um, go ahead. I mean, ultimately, the main point I want to make on this is Bungie's a fucking terrible company. <gasps> but <laughs> they have been successful when they have the support of a better company. Mm-hmm. So Bungie started as a company making making games for Apple computers in the 90s. And it was a fucking flop. It was terrible. Nobody wanted to no one wanted to play games on an Apple computer. Mm-hmm. Microsoft swooped in, got them for Halo. Halo sucked. The the initial like it wasn't even playable. Mm-hmm. And then Microsoft reinforced it and got it better. And now Halo is what it is today. And then Bungie went independent in 2008 or something like that and did fuck all until 2007 they went independent. They did fuck all until Destiny came out. Right. And that was with the help of Activision. Um 
And then they had Destiny 2, since the original Destiny was so good. Mm-hmm. And that's literally all they've had is mm-hmm. Halo in 2001, Destiny in, fuck, I don't know what year, 2013. They announced it, came out in 2014. Um, And then Destiny 2. So I think this is great for, for gaming at large because, like, I think I think Bungie was trying to make Destiny Two last as long as possible, mm-hmm. and then I honestly think they would have dissolved. It was I don't a, know what they would have done after this. This was a this was a situation where it was a company like effectively right. The outlook was they were basically going to be treading water. They were going to make this last as long as they could, milk it for as long as they could, buy as much time as they possibly could. But the like matter is that chances are like you said like too much uncertainty basically mm-hmm. um and you're right this is a this is a situation where it's like they're kind of getting bailed out yeah and they're receiving the help and you're absolutely right like purchases like this are and will always be a good thing um when there's raw talent there but there's just not enough behind it to support it like oh that'll always be a good thing when when raw talent gets the support it needs um right and they'll obviously get a cash inflow from this that they wouldn't have had otherwise mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that people at bungie aren't talented i just think they're misguided and oh. probably don't have enough capital to make the projects they want to make right no, no 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 and i didn't think that's what you were really getting at, at all like just mm-hmm. from a company standpoint and their track record you're right like they what have they done right um besides two you know besides start a massive franchise and then create two games in a new very well received franchise um the things that they've done with support have been home runs mm-hmm. and now they're perpetually supported so yeah you know, they can even just keep destiny on as a service and i think it's going to be good for gaming at large and mm-hmm. you know ultimately them yeah and I think um, the main thing that I was going to get to at some point, whenever we were, we're going to be talking about this stuff again, is that like the the people who pick the sides and whatnot, like it's so funny that this happens right after people were having terrible takes because like so many Sony people were like, well, I just think consolidation of the video game industry is a bad thing. It's like, well, I hope you're still on your soapbox because this is still consolidation. And to a, to a degree, I, I agree. I do think consolidation mm-hmm. is bad and can get, can get bad. But I think in the instance of both of these purchases overall, um, they're, they're good and they're going to be good because it's going to, it's going to instill a competitiveness between these two companies um, that'll, that'll like keep going to, to push them each to do more for us the gamers um and that's not a bad thing and we should we should see that favorably um but of course people are gonna you know jump to whatever conclusions and have whatever terrible takes um they want to have or be negative to be negative so on and so forth um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh the other great thing to come out of this was um from the sounds of it uh destiny is going to be staying uh, multi-platform as is i guess uh, i don't know if it was all future games did it say all future games 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull up that Tom Warren treat a treat treat words tweet. Um, and I guess Bungie did a Q and A, and the question was. Uh, Bungie has future games in development. Will they now become PlayStation exclusives? Bungie replied, no, we want the worlds we are creating to extend to anywhere people play games. We will continue to be self-published, creatively independent, and we will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Yes. So, I... So it sounds like Destiny 2, for as long as it will be updated, will be continued to be updated on all platforms. Right. Um, which, complete out of left field thought, is good for Stadia because I think that's like the biggest <laughs> game on Stadia right now. And if that got taken away, then, well, buy Stadia, I think. But um, the one thing in here that kind of concerns me is they use the, the phrase creatively independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're just saying that like we will have independence on our intellectual property and things like that mm-hmm. um, but Tom Warren compared it to the Activision deal where it's basically like they're they're, they're pretty much staying their own entity under Xbox right it just sounds like there's another wall they have to get through before something's published which isn't necessarily a bad thing no Um, I don't know I do think they're going to consolidate. Like, I don't think PlayStation is going to be like, yeah, you should spend your time developing for Stadia. Mm -hmm. And they have every right to do that. I don't think it's necessarily a bad decision as much as I hate to say it. Um, But yeah, it sounds like they're still for their major IPs going to stay multi-platform. Yeah. And I think I thankfully typed this all up before so i can just work off of what past spencer had said but basically i said to you as like a quick like thought on this is that you know there's there's a world where these types of purchases can be good where you know because a purchase of a large ip can be scary because ripping like ripping that away from consumers is kind of a pos move um which I, I, but I still have my own thoughts. It's like, it's such a tough, it's such a tough thing to just say like one overarching thing for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I have so many like different feelings on it and I contradict myself constantly with my thought process on it. But basically I said to you, I was like, uh, I, I don't want this to be a trend for Sony because I liked so much what they were doing where it's like, <clears throat> we're going to work. We're going to have like a creative uh, partnership, you know, on a game basically it's a test run for you it will just be a console exclusive to us and then if it goes well it works out like then we bring you into the playstation family and i loved small buys of that and then they like they built up afterwards um you know it like and and in those situations like insomniac was doing stuff for them but insomniac still went and made a game for xbox it didn't do well just because i don't know because apparently it was basically just spider-man but not spider-man um but like i i like that like idea i like the idea of like doing those small buys i don't like the idea of like again buying up like a large ip and then kind of like being like the evil corporation that like pulls it away now that being said Mm -hmm. i do like 
the idea of Bungie making a first party like PlayStation only game. Yeah. That's fine. I just don't want it to be and Destiny. That should happen. Right. I just don't want it to be Destiny. If they make yeah. Destiny 3 or whatever, I want it to be on everything because you already have your fan bases on everything else, so you might as well keep providing for them is is my thought process. And to then and it, to, go ahead, sorry. Uh, and it's already cross platform. Right. Um to pivot off of that and to just like throw an axe, it's the same thing with the whole Zenimax thing where it's like whatever new what what is it starfield that everybody's shooting their pants on Mm -hmm. make that an xbox exclusive fine with that i don't love elder scrolls or fallout but it's one of those things where in it's like i will like i'll allow it you know like i don't love it but also i understand it and you know what like it's one of those things where this will this will help bring competitive competitiveness between the two it'll cause both parties to be better hopefully and that is good um in the long run and they deserve in the same regard they deserve to have some you know like massive games and games that draw you to the console um so i go back and forth on it and like eh, you know i don't want to see it become a trend ideally but uh i i love the idea of you know microsoft and sony if one of them buys take two because that's the one that everybody loves to throw out or i guess like you said mm-hmm. capcom or square enix whatever um i want to see those i want to see the games that they were already making that are massive and have huge followings i want to see them stay available to everybody but any new game any new ip absolutely make it because that's going to be a huge draw oh you have the maker of GTA. I love GTA. Oh, they're making a game that's not called GTA, but I mean, we all can wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's basically going to be GTA. And then you go to it. But all new GTAs, all subsequent ones, would still be available to the masses. I don't know. That's what I personally would want to see. But I get it. Everybody's mm-hmm. got to do, like, you know, you don't pay uh, $69 billion to not, you know, make some in-house games or whatever. So, right. That's, yeah, you don't care that's that much my idea. Not have Crash be an Xbox exclusive, <laughs> right? Like that's gonna like not a fan if that happens, but you know if it does, mm-hmm. then so be it. Like you know they spent that money, and I just think that's when I think consolidation is like especially bad because then, like, then people are losing in the situation, and I just want to see everybody win. And there's got to be winners and losers regardless, but. Um, here's yeah here's what i would do if i'm playstation have bungie keep making destiny as it is on any platform they'd like Mm -hmm. um if i'm them i don't really trust them to make a new ip that isn't just like i say this because i don't have a better word but a ripoff of the thing that made them famous like another looter shooter or right right another space halo Mm -hmm. jumping shooter Mm -hmm. um but have them revive old ips so you know we talked about uh kill zone and now how gorilla has better things uh going on for them in horizon Mm -hmm. have have gorilla keep making the new ips or keep building off of horizon 
and let like kind of kind of make them like a a sony bend and have them make a new entry into the kill zone series um insomniac has all of these third person um kind of like marvel universe games Mm -hmm. they're good at that have insomniac focus on that have destiny or have a bungee take on um resistance Mm -hmm. because people have been asking for a new resistance game like they have the engine Mm -hmm. i mean if you can make a kill zone or resistance game that kind of feels like halo i mean you have me sold Mm -hmm. just to have them do have them do that to start and like you you said they they pitch a good ip then let them roll with it but Mm -hmm. like you said reviving ips it's the new it's the haircut of the month it's the it's the new hotness mm-hmm. is is bringing what's old is new uh all over again and we still we just keep eating it up we we roll our eyes we say oh do we need this again but then we play it and we love it so mm-hmm. no yeah um and then obviously like make those exclusive like, right you're not going to put resistance or kill zone on the xbox like you don't need to do that mm-hmm at the end of the day, you have to say like what Xbox, what Microsoft is saying, and like we're not spending this money to not have exclusive games, and that's right. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's just crazy. It's like so. It's just so wild. Um, like, uh, just both of these, like one after another, and I think from like that standpoint, where it's like. Sony had been going on a pretty good spending spree. Again, not spending as much dollars-wise, but they they picked up. I mean, I felt like we talked about a good handful of acquisitions, partnerships, stuff like that that they did last year. Um, obviously, Microsoft had the Zenimax deal. Um, and so just seeing like two now even bigger deals, this is like the biggest deal, I think, for Sony that I've seen in forever. Um, and uh, the Activision Blizzard acquisition was the biggest in gaming ever. Um, and then Daniel Ahmad, just to, to go off of his thing, he, he tweeted that in 2021, $85 billion uh, was the publicly disclosed total value of all video game related deals. Um, according to Drake Star Partners, he said the value of the Microsoft, the Take-Two and the Sony deals um from just this month alone is already 85 billion so in one month uh three large acquisitions have made up and now again i sorry to round up but basically 70 of that 85 million was uh was just the activision blizzard acquisition alone mm-hmm. um but it's just crazy like and it kind of has me like um was last year just kind of a weird slow year because we were still dealing with like the aftermath of COVID and we still are um, not to downplay that, but you know what I mean? Like, are we, is like this year going to be absolutely insane of like consolidation if it's already one month in and we've gotten this is Nintendo going to buy Capcom. I, and, and it's one of those things where like that would happen and people would get mad about it, but <laughs> you have to look at the, what are the roadmaps? Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to get mad about a company getting bought, show me the roadmap for the next 10 years and show me what they were going to do that warrants them remaining independent. Right. Yep. Um, I, 
like I said, with with Bungie, like this is the best thing that could happen to them with Activision. I mean, you know, I don't need to say <laughs> all the shit that was going wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Like they needed this. Um, and, and you know, even with Bungie, like we don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes, but, the scenes, but we could theorize like. Maybe they have a big project going on right now. Maybe they're moving on from Destiny other than just, like, support mm-hmm. to keep it up and running. But maybe they're onto a big project and, you know, they just needed a little extra capital and this brought them home. We could see a huge Destiny project at E3 this year yeah. or game show or whatever. Mm-hmm. E3's death. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and, and with... Capcom, like Capcom and Nintendo sounds kind of like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah. It would be good for both companies. It would be good for the industry. Would Capcom games like come to Xbox and uh PlayStation? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But like you have to look at how many people have a Switch right now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I it it would be nice to see like and this probably won't happen, but like it would be nice to see Google buy Capcom to push their platform because mm-hmm. they obviously have as much, if not more money than Microsoft where they could make a difference if they put the right leadership in place. And I think that's the difference in this particular instance. Like, I don't think Google has the leadership Microsoft does, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't think we should be surprised. And I think it's good for the industry. I think you're going to see projects you wouldn't have seen otherwise. You can cry and scream Monopoly all you want, but it's better. Well, and that was the thing that I was going to quickly touch on with the whole Microsoft thing. The The best thing I saw about it was, you know, some somebody said that, like, you know, because everybody wants, again, take two, uh, Square Enix. Those are, like, the two big Ubisoft, three, um, you know, EA, four big companies that you know are still doing their own thing if you will um but i mean like take two has how many different rock stars underneath them they buy up companies and then just change it to rockstar dundee or something like that um but you know people basically point out they're like look um it's great to like want that and think that it's possible but at the end of the day like you don't you don't sell unless you're looking to sell to an extent. Like mm-hmm. it can be one of those things where it's like, make me an offer. I can't refuse. And 69 billion sh- certainly would be that I'm sure. But also Activision had a lot of reason to, to sell. And so the same deal goes for, for Bungie. Um, you know, I'm sure to an extent Bungie was looking to sell, or like you said, they have big plans and they just need the support for those plans. And Sony was willing to, Maybe Bungie didn't want to go back to Microsoft because, you know, hard feelings. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, no, but like, you know what I mean? Like the, more likely than not, they were probably looking to sell or were looking for help and Sony was able to provide that. So yeah, at the end of the day, when it's just a company going around and uh, doing a simple, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, um, that ultimately is going to end poorly. Um, but that's... I'm going to assume not what happened in these instances. Um, And to the point of the whole Activision Blizzard thing, um, 
again, somebody said like, you can cry monopoly, but what was Microsoft supposed to do? Not buy them, let a competitor buy them, um, let Tencent buy them. I mean, if we want to talk about bad, um, Tencent is like really scary. Um, mm -hmm. So. Wine is just bad. I mean, like if anything should be investigated, it's Tencent. Yes. I mean, it's basically a Chinese government run, in, run company. Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah. The one thing I'm, I'm trying to find is the revenue. And it's hard because they're not a publicly traded company, so they don't really need to report it. But, you know, trying to look at the, the revenue that Bungie generates year over year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Like I said, they're not they're not public, but let's assume they make. 500 million a year. I mean, getting that influx of cash at, at 3.6 billion, I mean, you're at the point in the cycle where you need to have a new blockbuster come out to stay relevant. And that kind of gives it to them mm -hmm. in advance. Right. So I'm all for it. Yep. I think it's like, I, I think it's one of those things where it's just case by case, you know? Yeah. Um, there's definitely a world where things can get gross in terms of acquisitions, but none of these really, the, I mean, the, the Microsoft one is, if anything, it's just fucking mind blowing. Like, right. cause they did, oh, they already did Zenimax. And so it's just like the, the sheer number of studios that they got in these two purchases, uh, actually put them ahead of what sony has under them um but that was something that was widely regarded as like the thing that microsoft was behind on and so they have the ability to open their checkbook a little bit more and, and they should you and know yeah and it's just the current landscape of things mm -hmm. like it's probably insanely hard to build an in-house studio right now i mean when was the last time sony actually did Right. Right. Like we love to say that Sony, but like realistically they didn't, it's always a, you got to prove yourself first and then they do. Mm -hmm. And then they buy them. And then it's, it's effectively like, but it's like one of those things where it's like you trade for a minor leaguer, but you didn't draft him. So sure. He came up through your system and hit 40 home runs for you. But like, you know, sorry for the baseball reference, but you get what I'm saying. Like mm -hmm. he's not truly homegrown, you know, another team scouted him, drafted him, put put faith into them first and you just kind of came in after they already started to prove themselves and said all right you're still you're still relatively unknown we're gonna make you we see the potential we're gonna make you you actually hit on it and again i love yeah, that I, mean, I love that but again it's not a true you can't just say like oh they built them from the ground up like they didn't so honestly xbox so I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure this out as we're talking about it. Xbox created the initiative in-house um, in 2018. Um, and apparently they're supposed to be similar to like a Santa Monica studio. Mm -hmm. um, and then they created World's Edge in 2019 which is specifically for Age of Empires. Mm -hmm. That's two stu two studios in the past four years that were created in-house. 
I want to see if I can find the PlayStation ones real quick. Yeah, I mean, what's the whole, what's the Jade Raymond? That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a new one. Um, but that we haven't seen anything from that yet. No, and I'm trying to find it here. Sorry, I was just vamping. No, you're good. I was buying time. Um, <laughs> I actually, I'm just looking on Wikipedia. I actually don't even see it. Um, apparently they started a Malaysia studio in 2020, which is just a support studio for art and animation mm -hmm. outsourcing, essentially. Right. Team Asobi, which is like the people who make the Astro games. Yep. I guess they just officially brought them on. Uh, I don't miss the Jade Raymond studio. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of it. On here. I can't think of it off the top of my head. And I was going to say, I don't know if that's if that's actually like under Sony or if it's just like a strategic partnership and that they're almost going to be like Insomniac where like they're going to make a game for Sony, but in a couple of years we could see them make a game for Xbox. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't yeah, know. It's, it's Haven 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 Entertainment and Sony is just an investor. Yeah. So again, we'll, so we'll I likely think it's see. Be like an... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be like an Insomniac deal. Right, they're going to make uh, an exclusive game for PlayStation, and then if it goes well and PlayStation, mm -hmm. you know, likes everything, there's a real chance. So, and that's that's again one of those situations where, like, assuming that's what Jade Raymond wants, like, I hope that happens. Mm -hmm. I hope PlayStation buys her studio because I'm sure it'll be a home run. Mm -hmm. and again i'm much more a fan of that but i also understand the whole like if you need to make up ground and you have to make up ground fast why not buy a ferrari and that's what microsoft did and mm -hmm. I, again yeah. it's it's what they needed to do i mean how else are they supposed to like they needed to they needed it and they needed it now so how else yep. are you going to do that so but i mean it makes perfect sense um we raise our eyebrows because it's like, again, it's just mind blowing that I can't remember. Zenimax was what, about 10 billion. So the two combined mm -hmm. are almost 80 billion, the two purchases. And it's just like, holy shit. And they got so much. Um, and it's just crazy. But like, but that's what they, that's what they had to do to keep up essentially. Yeah. Crazy. It's all just so crazy. Um, what else do you have anything else on the uh just acquisitions in general um specifically bungie playstation because that's really the current one but well new york times buying wordle is technically the current one but <laughs> and then i never played wordle again <laughs> um, um no yeah i i'm excited for it I'm excited to see what exclusives come out of it. If any. If any. You know? Maybe they just make Destiny 3. And they just, you know... It's not a bad thing to, to, to buy a big game or a studio that makes a big game and now you mm -hmm. just see more of the money 
that that game makes you see a larger percentage of it and by a larger percent effectively all of it <laughs> right um yeah uh we shall see though yeah i would expect a i would expect an exclusive or um or just more news out of it in terms of like how how it's gonna go moving forward same deal with um the whole activision blizzard thing i'm really excited to see what the future actually holds there and and the bethesda um just because they're those these are now three companies that are present on more than just one platform um and so it'll be interesting to see what continues to stay like call of duty and stuff like that and what um does get kind of pulled away yeah and i think we're still kind of nascent in this deal i don't know when it's supposed to finalize i'm assuming it's going to be before the activision deal finalizes i would assume so as well yeah but i haven't seen anything yep so we shall see um other stuff out of the playstation slash sony realm um kind of uh mlb the show is going to be making its way to the switch this year um it's the first time i think this is the first time an mlb the show game has been on a nintendo um console uh oh yeah duh because mlb the show was an exclusive so i'm a fucking idiot um but yeah uh it was absent from the switch last year um even though it made its way to xbox but it's cool to see um i'm interested to see what it's going to look like um i mean in my opinion the mlb games haven't really changed like their look in the past almost 10 years so it'll probably look almost no different but yeah i would say graphically the jump was made when it got to ps4 and ever since then the changes year over year are pretty minimal like and especially jumping from ps4 to ps5 it wasn't like that big of a jump wasn't Mm -hmm. as big of a jump as ps3 to ps4 is what i'm trying to say um so yeah but i mean yeah it'll still be interesting to see Uh, and also just just see like how it plays in general um i won't find out because i'm getting it on game pass but yeah i won't find out because trophies uh yeah it sucks because it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, like the Switch feels like a good platform to have an MLB game on. It is but because it's portable. Like, and I mean, I love right. playing MLB on PSP and, and Vita. So it mm-hmm. is actually. But but yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people say uh, about it. But hopefully, um, hopefully it runs well. Hopefully it looks great. And hopefully it doesn't give sony an excuse uh or um san diego Studios specifically an excuse to be lazy and like put no uh new features slash new care into the game which is mm-hmm. what all sports games feel like it's not really just a dig at san diego studios it's a dig at them it's a dig at madden nba so they're all just rehashes call of duty they're all just rehashes um (laughs) but yeah uh i thought that was exciting very cool um again because nintendo is always the the middle child that people forget about for whatever reason uh 
the other thing is Sony and Discord actually stuff is coming out of that. Um, you can link your Discord and your Sony um, or your PlayStation Network ID and you can display whatever game you're playing. So I now can no longer play my PlayStation 5 while we record the podcast because Mike would see that I'm trophy hunting. Um, damn shame. And you would see that I'm probably playing Madden. I would see that. What's this? Mike hasn't turned on his PlayStation in four years. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's got too many Nintendos. Yeah. And Game Pass. And Game Pass is yeah. on Nintendo. Not yet, but soon. Yeah, but soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see like what more comes out of this this whole thing. Um, if it gets like integrated onto the console in some capacity, I haven't turned on. I haven't turned on my PlayStation in a couple of days because of the new Pokemon game. So that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, so already my numbers are going to be skewed for my wrapped next year. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember when the whole discord thing was going on and that was a whole acquisition that we were constantly like, Oh, this company's going to buy them. And, uh, right. I remember we were rolling our eyes and getting very annoyed with it. And then out of nowhere, Sony was like, hey, we got this. <laughs> we were just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I mean, we literally are using Discord right now. So um, I like the I like Discord. Um, what was that? I said, so sponsor us. Discord. Yeah, please. PlayStation. Um, no, but like the way you can like set up communities and stuff like that on Discord and obviously the voice um the share screen ability and stuff like that that they like haven't used on playstation yet but i think it's there um if you're like in a party you can do that um but i think there's i think there's room for discord to to be implemented in some way to to make some of those things a little bit better it's it's one of those things where I'd be happy if Discord was just the de facto communication mm-hmm. software for any platform. I mean, and really, I'm sure people would grow fit, but really, it would be great if, like, yeah. I mean, if you just could, like, if it was just everything just ran through it, because then, like, if you had a friend, I don't know. I use I use like the the party feature to like not have because then you don't have like the in game audio like in game right. chat and whatnot to deal with. So I feel like that's like the like really nice thing. I'm sure that's what most people like use it for, but I could be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, I just feel yeah. like the, the I feel like the 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 like benefit of just having discord implemented and like you said on all platforms specifically nintendo because their entire thing's dog shit anyway yeah i don't really have anything <laughs> but yeah like, <laughs> like with cross-platform stuff with how popular that is like you think it'd be a no-brainer right because it would and... be a way to like party up and not have to deal with like the in-game voice chat right yep and i can even tell you how much like chris and i struggled when halo came out to start a party like it's all through Xbox, but he wasn't playing on PC and I was playing on console. Right. You'd think it'd be easy, but it was a complete nightmare. Yeah. And it's just a situation where Discord would be better. Right. Yeah. So again, as of right now, really nothing, but 
potentially more down the road. Um, quickly jumping to our last thing, I think. This is our last thing. Um, Respawn uh, announced that they are they have three more Star Wars games in the works. We know one of them is Jedi, or we're fairly positive one of those is Jedi Fallen Order 2, which we haven't talked about, but I beat and you've started. Started playing, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, great game. And um, mm-hmm. it's rumored that May 4th, may the 4th be with you, haha, Star Wars Day, um, is when we will actually get the, the true announcement about that game. And likely now, maybe more. Um, you basically said to me, you're like, if one of these isn't Mandalorian slash like one of the fets like bounty hunter type games um you're gonna riot uh i believe were your exact words um say that's for me yeah (laughs) i would be surprised if one of the three isn't that um so that would basically be jedi fallen order 2 um yeah bounty hunter mandalorian um game and the third one would be kind of left up in the air um I don't really know what to expect, but we know we have a narrative Star Wars game coming from um, Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream, thank you. Uh, why do I think there's another one that we know about? Somebody else is working. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic. The mm-hmm. the remake is happening. Um, a lot of Star Wars. Star Wars is very hot still. Um, and it's everywhere you turn now um so this kind of goes back to what you and i've talked about before but it's like are we gonna get burned out on star wars because it's just gonna be too much and by the time you know whatever that third game that respawn is making you know by the time that comes out are we just gonna be like oh god really more star wars do we really need this um i guess it'll be interesting to see what it is first before we can really make that that decision Yeah, I that's something I kind of fear because I like Star Wars and I don't want it to become Marvel to me. And like, I don't know. I never really loved the Marvel stuff until like the beginning of COVID when we watched every single one in chronological order because we had nothing better to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope it's not something they beat to death. Yeah, we'll see with the with the access of it being with other companies being able to make games now, and it's not just under EA um, where they can just make a terrible Battlefront. Right. Um, sorry, a good Battlefront, a decent Battlefront, and then a terrible Battlefront too. <laughs> uh, and then that that's was it Squadrons or whatever the flying one. Yeah. Dude, playing that game, I thought I was gonna throw up, and I normally don't get motion sickness from playing video games. Um, I didn't even try. Yeah just awful but i mean then then fallen order came along and that was like incredible so um knowing that it's in respawn's hands um the people who made fallen order i mean i'm bullish Mm -hmm. cautiously optimistic um but a lot of people were jumping the gun and saying like okay how about this uh who was it? it was skill up did the whole like trade offer respawn can make two star wars games but we get titanfall 3 um and i saw a lot of people like having that same kind of opinion of like okay but like what if instead of making three games 
in the same universe? What if you gave us a third game in this universe that we love that is just kind of nowhere to be found now? Um, and that was cool to see. And it'll be interesting to see if maybe potentially Titanfall 3 will be a thing. But I guess probably don't have high hopes, huh? Probably not. If they're making three Star Wars games. Um, but yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what those are. But May 4th, circle that date, because that seems like a pretty good day to get at least some information on one of those. Um, I think that's it. I think that's that's everything we got. Yeah. That's big news week. Big news week. And it was good to kind of roll back. Um, it was nice having Alex on last week to talk about the whole Activision Blizzard thing, but it was nice to kind of roll back on that and circle back on, on some of the stuff that, you know, we didn't really get to touch on. Um, and it kind of worked out perfectly with the, the whole Sony acquisition kind of going hand in hand with it. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot to talk about there. And I think, I think we had, I think we had good takes, no bad takes. Mostly good takes. Um, cool uh well it'll be exciting to see what the acquisition is next week um uh, oh we are announcing a uh, breaking news that we are acquiring uh your brother chris for mm-hmm. one podcast episode um which will be next week uh so we'll be talking surprise surprise believe it or not about pokemon um so i'm excited for that uh that'll be next week uh, barring uh, Microsoft buying Sony, I think. Yeah, I would say that'd probably be about the only thing that's going <laughs> to derail that. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> I don't know a metaphor to make, but yeah, that that's the that's like the only thing that would be, um, I think would would kind of trounce it. Uh, otherwise, look forward to two weeks from from today being uh, a relatively meaty episode uh, if the if the news cycle treats us favorably. Um, or it'll just be a normal one at the very least because we'll have two weeks of slow news to talk about. Um, okay. Other than that, the normal wrap-up stuff. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you can, please rate us. You can rate us on Spotify. I have a whole thing on my Twitter on, on how to do it if Spotify isn't your normal listening platform um it's just a it's just a way to push us and and get more eyes on us so um you know do it on whatever platform if you're able to uh but if you do really enjoy the show and you have the ability um please go rate us on on all the platforms that you possibly can um because it would really help uh and then other than that the best thing you can do is share specifically share with your mom uh we're trying to be the number one podcast across america for all moms and with that We will talk to you and we will talk to Chris next week.